Do you ever get that feeling that you can't be trusted around food? Like, you know, that if you've got biscuits in the house, you're probably going to eat the whole packet or feeling like you need to count calories or be on a diet or weigh yourself regularly, or you're just going to lose control. If you do, then you're definitely not alone. In fact, I know from talking to women every day and every week that it's a bit of an epidemic. So, so many of us spend a really good proportion of our lives worrying about food and trying everything in our power to control ourselves around it. We feel virtuous when we do all the right things, and yet we're consumed with guilt when we do the wrong things. And somehow we don't seem to be able to get a handle on our appetite and find a way of eating that avoids those constant ups and downs. It's really bloody tiring, isn't it? The constant thought and planning and internal battles. It's literally a never-ending merry-go-round that you are totally sick of, but you also know that you can't stop it for long enough to get off. And worst of all, we usually blame ourselves for this. Like we're missing some kind of willpower gene or something. Well, it's totally not you. And today I'm going to share with you my thoughts on where this comes from, why so many of us are in the same boat, and what we can actually do to get ourselves off that merry-go-round, find a bit more trust and ultimately a bit more peace around food. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at AlexChickFit. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, first off, to warn you that I do feel a bit of a rant coming on on this one today. Our relationship with food is something that I get quite upset about, quite worked up about because it is so, it's so pervasive. Like I just think that so, so many of us have issues with this and we really struggle with this. You know, I'd say that it's easily the majority of women who I work with, who I know have issues around this and who struggle with self-trust, who struggle with allowing themselves to be kind of free of diets and calorie counting. And I've definitely been in that camp myself before. You know, I spent a lot of time on diets over the years and it became my go-to every time I felt like my weight or my appetite was getting a bit out of control. And yeah, honestly, it was almost like a sense of relief when I started the next diet because I felt this sense that I was going to regain control. I was going to have some structure to work with and that comforted me, even if it meant spending hours obsessing over what I was going to eat next, even if it meant being hungry a lot of the time, being unsatisfied a lot of the time. But before I move on to talking about how we can start to move away from this place, I wanted to start by taking a bit of a look into how and why we've all got there in the first place. And you've guessed it, I'm going to start by laying the blame at the door of diet culture, that delightful world where you are never small enough, where you can always do better, and where you definitely 100% cannot be trusted around food. I think that they've done an amazing job of persuading us all that they've got the answer to our problems, that if we just follow their diets, then everything's going to be amazing. But of course, to do that, we have to start by ignoring our very own intuition, that intuition that tells us when we're hungry, 
when we're full. You know, these are normal human mechanisms, normal hormonal mechanisms, which we have to start totally overriding in the quest for that smaller body. Put simply, diets tell us that they know better than we do. The message is often, you've messed up. And that's why you're looking for this diet in the first place. But it's okay. I've got your back. I'll sort this out for you. Just do this thing. And, you know, obviously we start to lose weight initially. We're over the moon with it. We feel great. We tell everyone how amazing this diet is, how brilliantly it's working for us until, of course, it stops working. Because for the vast majority of us, it will stop working. Either we'll stop doing it because our bodies are really brilliant at stopping us from starving ourselves. And so we get fed up. And then our body's going to try and balance things out by sending us in the other direction, i.e. eating all the food and binging. Or maybe we will keep the weight loss up for a while. We will keep the diet up for a while. But eventually we fall off that wagon and the weight starts to come back on again. Either way, this is what happens to the vast majority of people who do a diet. And it's the reason that we then start to come up with this idea that if we have failed at it, it must be our fault because that diet was definitely the answer. It definitely worked. Or, you know, we think it worked because we started to lose the weight, but it was our problem that we didn't stick to it. We couldn't stay on it. And we obviously need their help to get back on it again. And of course, if we do this enough, if we do this for long enough, we can really start to internalize the message that we just don't have enough willpower. We need to weigh ourselves every day. We must track every calorie. We generally have to control what we eat. And whatever we do, we must definitely absolutely not have biscuits in the house ever because if they're there we're going to eat them because we've got no control you know i have to admit they have done a pretty good job haven't they they've persuaded the masses that they've got no self-control they can't be trusted and that they definitely need to lose weight and then they've given us something that keeps perpetuating that message but of course the problem with that is that you know firstly like i said before our bodies are really good at keeping us in the same place so when they think we're deprived, they're going to send hunger signals to us. And, you know, that's going to make us want to eat. And it's either going to make it really miserable being on a diet, or we're just going to give in and we're going to eat. And secondly, and I think this is a really important one as well, is that our appetite changes from day to day. I've definitely noticed myself that some days I can have a salad for lunch, and it will keep me going for a good few hours. But then the next day, it doesn't even touch the size. My body's like, no, I really need carbs today. Like, I really, really need carbs. I'm going to need you to have some carbs. And diets often don't allow for that variation, do they? You know, we are told, well, you must eat the same amount of calories every single day. You must eat the same kind of things every single day. But of course, if we're, you know, if our appetite is actually saying, well, actually, no, I need a bit less today and I need a bit more tomorrow, then it's going to make us really hard to stick with that. And it also means that we start to feel, oh, I'm obviously not in control of my appetite because yesterday I was okay, but today I'm not. So that kind of adds into that whole mindset of not, being in control over what our bodies do. And I think the other thing that's really important for women is that it can change depending on our menstrual cycle as well. So before my period, I want to eat more and I definitely don't have any willpower whatsoever. So if I want it, I'm going to eat it, quite frankly. But in the middle of the month, I'll tend to be a bit less hungry. I'll be able to go for longer without eating. And that's certainly something I've noticed from personal experience. And again, diets don't allow for that. So what happens is when you have those days when you feel really hungry and then you give into it, you feel bad and you're like, oh, why can't I just be in control? I was okay yesterday and the day before. Why can I not do it today? But it's just because that's what our bodies do. Like Our bodies are pretty damn good at helping us to stay on track, helping us to stay balanced. So 
the things that our bodies want us to do are very different from what diets want us to do, which is definitely not a recipe for things going to plan, is it? And of course, all of this means that when we're not on a diet, we do feel out of control because our bodies are trying to make up for those lost calories. So our minds are saying, oh God, there's food. Finally, there's enough calories. She's going to have enough calories now. We're going to go for it. We're going to feed ourselves up. And so we constantly in this place of, you know, either deprivation or going for it. And therefore, when we are going for it, we're thinking, oh God, I really do need a diet to stay in control. Otherwise, it just can't be trusted. I just can't do this. You know, we're all worried about just how out of control we're going to get if we stop tracking and we start trusting. And if you've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, it can be really, really hard to remove yourself from that feedback loop. So what I want to share with you today are five tips, really, that you can use to start maybe taking yourself on a journey towards a bit more trust, towards sort of getting rid of that that feeling that you need to stay in control. You need to have control through the scales, through the calories, through the diet. And I hope that this is going to help you to maybe start moving away from that, that sort of lack of trust and start to actually trust in yourselves. You know, I think we all have the ability to do that if we can listen in. So number one, before you change anything, just start to listen to your body. I'm not saying you should stop dieting tomorrow, stop counting calories tomorrow, because that's quite a big and scary thing to do if you have become to depend on them. But what you can do is you can start to tune back into your body. Stop ignoring those hunger pangs and just thinking, oh, they'll just go away. They'll go away eventually. It'll, you know, it'll be all right. Just start to notice, start to get familiar with the signals, start to get familiar with your, what your body is telling you. When your body's telling you it's full, when your body's telling you it's hungry, I think we need to be familiar with that before we can do anything with it whatsoever. So that is step number one. Step number two is choose your food from a place of nourishment. So rather than I'm going to choose to eat this thing because it's low calorie, start thinking about I'm going to choose to eat this thing because I know that it's going to keep me full till lunchtime. I know it's going to satisfy me. I know that it's going to stop me from feeling hungry. Because often if we choose the low calorie thing, then we, you know, we get halfway through the morning, we're like, oh, I'm really hungry now, really hungry now. And you let that go on long enough and you end up just, you know, you just end up just having the chocolate, having the packet of biscuits, you know, doing that thing that you didn't want to do in the first place because you've deprived your body. So start choosing foods from a place of nourishment. Number three, and this kind of goes off the back of that one, stop reading the damn calorie count on packages. <laughs> it's not helping. It gives us the illusion of control, but actually it's not helping. You know, if we can just choose food because we're like, I know that will nourish me and keep me full. And if we can stop reading the calorie counts on packages, then we're going to start to learn what our body needs and what our body wants. And, you know, this isn't an overnight thing. It's going to take a bit of time, but just try and stop reading those calorie counts if you can at all. Um, number four, think about adding rather than taking away. So what we do with diets is we deprive, we cut out sugar, we cut out carbs, we cut back calories, we deprive, deprive, deprive. And if we can think instead about what we can add in, so could we add more fruit and veg? Can we add more protein? Can we add a bit more fat? What are those things that I can add in that are going to keep me feeling satisfied, that are going to keep me feeling full? Go from there, because I think once you start doing that, then that mid-morning biscuit binge, it's not going to happen because you're full. You're full from breakfast. You're okay. You're going to take yourself through to lunchtime. 
And actually, I read about a really interesting study recently. It's, I think it was called the Milkshake Study, the Milkshake Experience, something like this, experiment, not experience. And what they did was they they had two groups of people and they measured their sort of hunger hormone levels and their fullness hormone levels. And they gave everybody the exact same milkshake. So this milkshake was had all the same ingredients, but you know the exact same nutrition for each group. But one group was told, this is an amazing indulgent milkshake. The other group was told, this is your low calorie diet option. And even though they had the exact same milkshake, something really interesting happened to their brains because, or to their hormone levels, because the group who'd been told it was this amazing indulgent treat, their levels of hunger hormone were much reduced. People who were told that it was a low calorie option, their hunger levels were much higher. Their hormone levels were much higher telling them they were still hungry, even though they had the exact same milkshake. So what that's telling me is that if you choose something from a place of this is a low calorie option, however many calories that has, your body is going to keep saying to you, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Whereas if you choose the thing that's going to satisfy you, if you come from a place of nourishment and not calorie counts, and you say to yourself, this is nourishing me, then your hormones are going to help you with that. Your hormones are going to say, oh, brilliant. Thank you for that. I'm sorted now. I'm okay for a while. So I thought that was a really interesting experiment that that just goes to show that it's not just what we take in that controls our hunger levels and things, but actually it's what we believe that we've taken in that is going to affect that as well. So if we choose from that place of nourishment rather than calorie counting, that will really help. And then the last thing, again, also feeds into this. Number five is just eat the good stuff. Like stop telling yourself that you can't be trusted around biscuits. Stop telling yourself that you shouldn't eat this, that and the other. If you want to eat some chocolate, have some chocolate and make it good. Make it the good stuff, not the cheap rubbish, not the diet option, the good stuff, because you're much more likely to be satisfied. You're more likely to eat less of it and you're more likely to obsess over the stuff as well. So those are my top five tips. I hope that helps. It's also worth definitely reading about intuitive eating. I've been doing some reading up on that myself the last uh, few months. And intuitive eating really is a movement that shows you how to start trusting in yourself. It's about using your intuition. It's about listening to the signals your body is giving you. A lot of the stuff we've talked about today. So do do some reading up on that if you're interested in it and if you would like to break free of that cycle. Because honestly, once you do break free of that and you start telling yourself, I can be trusted around food, you're going to free up so much brain space. You're going to find a balance that works better for you. And admittedly, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a bit of time and you are going to have some false starts and you are going to worry that you're going to lose control forever and ever. But I do really strongly believe that, you know, we can all trust ourselves more around food. And for me, that is absolutely huge because once you do that, you can have more body confidence. You can start to actually live your life without having to count every calorie on every packet that you pick up. You can stop feeling guilt for what you've eaten and you can stop living in a place of lack, living in a place of deprivation. So what do you think? Could you give up the scales, the diets, the calorie counting, or does that concept just still feel way, way too scary? If it still does, it's definitely worth asking yourself how that's serving you right now. So, you know, with all the years you've maybe spent trying to get control over your food, have you reached a point where you feel like you've nailed it? And if not, how many more years of diets do you think that that is going to take? And 
is it really worth spending your life living like that? I think those are all really, really important questions to ask if this is something that you kind of are interested in and sounds interesting, but that you are just that bit too scared to do. Ask yourself those questions. And I hope I've also given you some really good starting points, some simple steps that you can take to start getting you back to trusting yourself again. Please let me know how you get on with this. I'd love to hear. Right, that is a wrap for today. It's been a total pleasure being here as always. And I'm going to look forward to spending some more time with you again very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration. 